WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire in the newsroom. I'm Andrew Green. There was some discussion, but no vote this morning on legislation that would eliminate restrictions on a school start date and allow districts to start classes before Labor Day. Supporters like Don Wotruba from the Michigan Association of School Boards says many kids are involved with school activities in early August now. 75% of households in Michigan don't have kids. So they can go on vacation on into the fall whenever they want. Couple that with colleges that start in August, often if not all of them, and workers do end up leaving, um, and band, cross-country, football. We have many students already that the first week of August are back into regular things. The bill would give districts control of when they want to start the school year. Opponents say the move will hurt tourism over Labor Day. A vote on the legislation could come later this month. The Berrien County Health Department is once again urging parents to make sure their children are up to date on their vaccinations. Berrien County Health Officer Guy Miller tells us vaccination rates among kids have been going down since 2020. He thinks it's partly because people don't understand the risks of diseases they never see. Why would you immunize against something that you have never really seen? But the whole idea behind immunization is prevention. We immunize to prevent these outbreaks from happening. If we stop doing that, we do have a higher risk of having more outbreaks. Miller says at the start of this, this school year, 93% of K-12 through students in the U.S. had all required vaccines, down from 95% at the start of the 2019-20 school year. Meanwhile, the drop among children younger than school age was larger. Has misinformation about the COVID vaccine led to lower adoption rates with other vaccines? I think it's caused skepticism, I'd say. I think there's more skepticism around vaccines. Surprisingly, I haven't heard there was a relationship between where people believed vaccines could cause autism. I haven't seen that too much. We used to see that quite a bit. Miller says many kids missed essential vaccines during the pandemic because doctors' offices were closed. However, it's time to get back on track. He says the Berrien County Health Department can help make sure any child is up to date on vaccinations, but it'll also talk with any parents about their concerns. The city of Benton Harbor is looking for ways to expand broadband access, and at a meeting on Monday, city commissioners took the first step toward working with partners to seek funding. They considered a non-disclosure agreement with Region Authority and Nokia required if the three were to negotiate an agreement for broadband. City Attorney Rick Rack said the agreement was standard to get the ball rolling. Everyone the city is going to look at contracting with is going to require their signing these NDAs so that they can share information with the city so that the city can make decisions. This is just the precursor to begin the negotiation process. Assistant City Manager Alex Little said Region Authority and Nokia would help Benton Harbor seek broadband grants. That's as the state ramps up its efforts to help communities roll out high-speed internet. The agreement approved on Monday is no cost to the city and does not lock the city into any contract. Benton Harbor City Commissioners are seeking a state grant for the resurfacing of Jefferson Street from Pipestone to Highland Avenue. At last night's meeting, they signed off on a grant application to the Michigan Department of Transportation for a grant through the Transportation Economic Development Fund program for villages and small cities. The city is seeking $192,000, which would be met with a local match, making the total project cost $385,000. Abin Marsh evaluated local streets that are in poor shape and not proposed for future underground utility work. It then named Jefferson Street as a good fit for the grant. Kindergartners from the Benton Harbor Discovery and Richmond Center have received gifts of books to read through the summer, thanks to the Rotary Club of St. Joseph Benton Harbor. Rotary President Lisa Cripps Downey tells us the Rotary used 
one of its Monday meetings to raise money for the purchase of more than 100 books. It then worked with teachers at the school to give the right books to the right students so everyone felt like they'd received a gift. The effort fell in line with the Rotary's mission. Education is one of the focused areas of Rotary, and so this just seemed like a great fit. Rotary has been part of the Dolly Parton Imagination Library that encourages reading, and so we really wanted to hook into some of those Rotary International goals and help our local community at the same time. Cripps Downey says Rotarians made cards and wrote notes to the kids to make the donation more special. And she wanted to use her year as Rotary president to have members do special projects like this. Among other things, they packed pencil packs for the Berrien Community Foundation's Backpacks for Good program, took on a putting challenge as a fundraiser for World Polio Day, and wrapped gifts with the Salvation Army. Berrien County School Districts have elected three candidates uh, to the Berrien Risa Board of Education. Dave Pagel of Berrien Springs will serve a two-year term that expires on June 30th of 2025. Jackie Van Horn of Stevensville and John Prose of St. Joseph were elected to serve six-year terms on the RESA board. Those terms expire in June of 2029. None of the races were contested. During the district's July organizational meeting, board members will determine positions and committee assignments for the next school year, including that of RESA board president. And the northbound U.S. 31 repaving project in Berrien County is moving into its next phase starting on Monday. That's as northbound traffic will be shifted to the southbound lanes and several northbound ramps will be closed. The Michigan Department of Transportation says there will be one lane open in each direction from U.S. 12 to M139 from June 12th through October 13th. Meanwhile, the northbound ramps to and from U.S. 31 at Walton Road will remain open. All southbound ramps to and from U.S. 31 will be open throughout the project. Also, the northbound ramps to and from U.S. 31 and M139 will be closed June 12th through July 8th. The northbound ramps to and from U.S. 31 at Niles Buchanan Road and Snow Road will be closed June 12th through October. And the U.S. 12 ramp to northbound 31 will be closed June 12th through October. You can find all the details you'll need at michigan.gov drive. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. New numbers from the Department of Homeland Security show undocumented migrant crossings are falling at the southwest border since the end of the Title 42 pandemic health policy. More from ABC's Justin Finch. The Department of Homeland Security now says unlawful migrant entries along the southwest border are down by more than 70 percent. The decrease comes after the pandemic policy Title 42, which allowed the U.S. to turn away most migrants, expired May 11th. Nearly a month later, DHS says it's now returned more than 38,000 non-U.S. citizens to their home countries in accordance with its now stricter asylum standards. Still, DHS is calling for Congress to come together to legislate long-term border security and immigration solutions. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Only minutes into a doomed journey, the pilot of a business jet wasn't responding to air traffic control instructions, and federal aviation officials say the situation was soon reported to a network that includes military, security, and law enforcement agencies. Despite being out of contact on its ascent Sunday, the jet took off in Tennessee and continued toward Long Island, then turned back toward Virginia, where it slammed into a mountain, killing four people. Family and friends identified two victims as an entrepreneur known in in New York real estate circles and her two-year-old daughter. The plane's erratic flight path directly over the nation's capital prompted the military to scramble fighter jets, causing a sonic boom heard in Washington, Maryland, and Virginia. 
A new Florida law banning a group of transgender minors from receiving puberty blockers has been rejected by a judge. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. Calling the ban a political decision, not a legitimate state interest and a remarkable intrusion into parental prerogatives, U.S. District Judge Robert Hinkle struck down Florida's transgender puberty blocker law. Governor Ron DeSantis and other Republican state lawmakers approved the ban last month, calling the gender-affirming treatments, including testosterone shots, evil and child abuse. But the judge sided with the parents of three children who sued, arguing they would suffer irreparable harm if they could no longer access the treatments. The ruling sets the stage for further legal challenges, potentially up to the Supreme Court. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie has filed paperwork, formally launching his campaign for the Republican nomination for president. He's set to hold a town hall in New Hampshire tonight, kicking off his bid. Christie has cast himself as the only candidate willing to directly take on former President Donald Trump. The presidential bid will be the second for Christie, who lost to Trump in 2016 and went on to become a close on-and-off advisor before breaking with the former president over his refusal to accept the results of the 2020 election. Christie faces an uphill battle in a party that remains deeply loyal to Trump. Ukraine and Russia are blaming each other for the breach of a major dam. It traverses the enormous Dnipro River in southern Ukraine, but the overnight destruction of a section of that strategically vital Ukrainian dam and hydroelectric power plant under Russian control has created a hurdle for the planned counteroffensive. ABC's Karen Travers has more from the Biden administration. The White House is assessing reports about the Kahovka Dam explosion and trying to determine the impact. National Security Spokesman John Kirby. We are working with the Ukrainians to gather more information. But we cannot say conclusively what happened at this point. Kirby said the damage to the Ukrainian people and to the region will be, quote, significant. We know there are casualties, including likely many deaths, though these are early reports and we cannot quantify them right now. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. The most disruptive year in golf is coming to an end. The PGA Tour and European Tour have agreed to a merger with Saudi Arabia's golf interests. They're creating a commercial operation designed to unify professional golf around the world. As part of the agreement, all sides are immediately dropping lawsuits involving Live Golf. Still to be determined is how players who are defected to Live can return next year and what Live Golf will look like going forward. The agreement combines the tour's commercial business and rights with those of the public investment fund that includes Live Golf. Members of the Senate are scheduled for a summer crash course on artificial intelligence. The news comes less than a month after a top executive of the company behind the popular AI talkbot chat GPT called on Congress to regulate the AI industry. Senate leader Chuck Schumer announcing bipartisan members-only briefings on artificial intelligence coming soon. Schumer says the meetings will cover where AI is today, how the U.S. can maintain leadership in the industry, and how the Defense Department and intelligence community use AI as well as U.S. adversaries. The leader's letter notes that it's important for the Senate to deepen its AI expertise, given the impact it's already having on the world and how it could potentially help or harm society. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Canada is dealing with a series of intense wildfires that have spread from the western provinces to Quebec with hundreds of forest fires burning. Wind has carried smoke from the fires southward, triggering air quality alerts throughout the United States. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency Tuesday issued a poor air quality alert for New England a day after parts of Illinois, Wisconsin, and Minnesota received a similar advisory. Last week, U.S. officials as far south as Maryland, Baltimore, Virginia, and Pennsylvania reported being impacted by the wildfires. Fine particle pollution, known as PM2.5, is what's being measured. The tiny particles are small enough to get past airway defenses and cause breathing problems. 
And there's another major Hollywood union setting the stage for a possible strike. Morph maybe sees Jason Nathanson. With Hollywood writers on strike now for just over a month and no end in sight, the actors' union, SAG AFTRA, has voted to authorize the strike if upcoming talks with the studios don't produce a contract. The vote comes just a couple of days after the studios and directors announced a tentative new three year deal. The writers' strike has shut down or delayed dozens of TV shows and movies, from the final season of Stranger Things to the upcoming Marvel movie Thunderbolts. But there still is some production happening. An actor's strike would grind almost everything to a halt. The actors and studios start negotiations on Wednesday. Jason Athens and ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.